When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys. I didn't think we were going to ever get to the end of that game. It was, uh, what was it, four hours and 15 minutes, but the Orioles got the win. I mean, what can... There's so much stuff to talk about in this game. We've got the story that we've talked about after every game with runners in scoring position. We've got the, our bullpen. Our bullpen, which, what was it, 17 straight outs they just got? Knocked 17 guys straight down? I mean... As the kids say, let's go. This team is won a close game. We've played so many close games this season. We're going to get all to that. So just a reminder, Birdland Tonight's the only fan-driven uh, Baltimore Orioles post-game show. Birdland Tonight's about you, the fans. So hop in on the chat. We've got you all over the place. Well, we've gone all over the place to get you so you can get involved in the chat and be a part of this show. So hop on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Message us on Twitter. And this show is all about you, so steer the show. I mean, I see so many let's go O's and wows, lots of excitement at the end of that game. Uh, Let's break it down a little bit. Tonight's show is brought to you by O's Card Giveaways over on Twitter. They just gave away a Ryan Mountcastle card tonight in honor of the Orioles winning. They give away cards every day, so go follow them on Twitter. And while you're there, make sure to follow at Birdland Sports on every social media channel so you get notified when we go live after every Orioles game. And spread the word to your friends. This is the best way to hang out and uh, calm down after a big win or, or just Get, let out your frustration after some ugly losses and some close losses that we've seen. If you really like Birdland Tonight, head on over to birdlandtonight.com and you can get some cool hats like this or T-shirts and all. All that helps support the show. You can even click on a little support tab and uh, sponsor us with just straight cash if you don't want anybody to buy anything but still want to help us put this show together. All right. Now, we all just saw it as the Orioles just won 2-1 to one over the New York Yankees in 11 innings. Every game, except for last Sunday, has been a close game. And we've been talking about it. And all these games are close because of the bullpen. So I want to say, great start for Jordan Lyles. Um, so i got to give him that. 5.1 innings, gave up six hits, one run, four strikeouts. He's our number two, Jordan Lyles, guy we didn't know a whole lot about. I mean... That's it. It's a great start for Jordan Lyles. I'd love love to see that from all our guys. But we got to talk about the bullpen. And we're going to, don't worry, we're going to get to the RISP. Because the RISP 
is a problem. Because if it wasn't for the risk, our record would be way different. But let's, talk, let's focus on the positive because we won this game because of our bullpen. Our bullpen, I'm tr- I was just trying to pull up the stats during the little five-minute countdown, and they don't update it fast enough over on MLB. Before today's game, we were ranked eighth for our total ERA. But I think we might have the best bullpen in baseball right now. And it's full of guys we've never heard of. I just did a quick search, and here's, Ble- here's a quick article by Bleacher Report ranking all 30 MLB pitching staffs before the season. Here's what they said about the Baltimore Orioles, who they ranked number 29. Uh, the Pirates were number 30. We were number 29 because we have John Means. So here's their little paragraph. The Orioles at least have a legitimate staff ace in left-hander John Means. But the rest of the rotation is a collection of -of back-of-the-rotation arms. The front office also just traded away the club's best relievers, Cole Salser and Tanner Scott, to the Miami Marlins in exchange for prospects. So the Orioles are number 29. The Orioles are number one as far as stats right now, and I get the small sample size. I get that we're a weekend. I get that we have a tendency to really overwork our um, bullpen, and that's all going to be problems. Um, I see Aiken over on YouTube saying, who the hell needs Solcer and Scott? We don't. And apparently, all of you guys, it was a mix. When they traded Solcer and Scott, it was mixed reactions. There were definitely some guys who said we did not need them. But there were a lot of guys looking at it and saying, hey, uh, I know they're not stars, but they're our best guys in the pen. What are you doing? Scott's got talent. Scott might be able to put it together. Solcer was clearly our best guy last year in the pen. Um, We don't need them. This team is showing that this bullpen is is doing well. I I mean, I don't even know. I mentioned Lowell's. Tate has been unbelievable this season. Came in for another 1.2 innings, got two strikeouts. Lopez came after him for one inning, two strikeouts. No hits for either of those guys. Baker came in. Baker, 1.2. Three strikeouts, he faced five guys, he knocked them all down. Um, and and, and his, it was in the ninth and the tenth inning. Ninth inning, got two strikeouts. Tenth inning, he had to face pinch hitters. Aaron Judge, who got into a, ground into an infield uh, over into shortstop or third base. And then he strikes out Marwin Gonzalez. And then we bring in Perez. And Perez gets the out. One out that he needed, he goes up there. He gets a strikeout. We have the best bullpen in baseball at this moment. At this moment, I'm just saying we've got the best bullpen. And because of that, our games are close and close and close. One run losses, two run losses. I get that Sunday was ugly. But that happens to the best of teams. The question is, we've been playing good teams. We played the Rays. We played the Brewers. We played the Yankees. And we've played them close, close, close. We only got two wins. But that has nothing to do with our bullpen. Our bullpen has kept us into every game. And that's what James is saying. I'm excited about the bullpen, but very nervous too. They can't hold up all year under this strain. They looked similarly good last April and faded hard after overworked. Yes, and we're going to talk about that because uh, we now know John Means is on the IL. We found out right before the game. So that's going to put some strain on this bullpen. And... Jarrett's over there saying, we got to get the bats going. Oh, we need to get the bats going. The risk, the runners in scoring position, we've been talking about this on every Birdland tonight, was 1 for 15 today. 
one for 15. Um, and that means that's why I didn't know if this game was ever going to end. Four hours and 15 minutes for a baseball game? I schedule, I always schedule these. If it's a 7 o'clock start, I schedule it at 11 o'clock because you have to schedule them for Facebook and you have to start it before the timer kicks off or Facebook freaks out. If you wait till like 11.15, it'll just cancel your video. So I always can schedule them for 11 so you guys have a little notice that, hey, the show's coming on tonight. And knowing that, hey, the game's going to end around 10.05, I can jump on and go live. Four hours and 15 minutes, I had to go on into Facebook and say, hey, uh, delayed my video. It's now going to start at 11.30. Thankfully, it started a little bit before 11.30. But I was definitely getting nervous there with the bases loaded that we might um, have to push that back even more. Jarrett says that they are 7 for 71 in rest. My count says 7 for 72. I could be wrong, but either way, it's something like that. It's something worse than 10%. It's really, really bad. It's got to be worse than Major League Baseball. Um, And if you think about it, on a lot of these games, one hit with runners in scoring position is a win. And we are now, uh, what are the Orioles? Two and five. Four of those games, one hit could have won the game. So if we were, we're right now 7-72. If we were 11-12 for 72, that's probably four more, that's a chance at four more wins. If they came at the right time, obviously. It's no good. Um, Strikeouts at least stayed into single digit today. We only had nine strikeouts. And we won the game with a walk-off walk. With Darius, uh, being up there and being patient and letting Chapman implode himself and walk in the run. We got a lot of walks in that 11th inning. Those are all positives. I mean, the patience at the plate, especially when a strike zone that seemed to change all the time. There were strikes being called on the outside. There were balls that are really close that could be a strike that were being called balls. But uh, either the ump had different vision, or the little pitch box, strike box uh, during the broadcast game was wrong because there was a lot of uh, disagreement between the umpire and that pitch box today. I wonder, now that it's now that it's 2022, I think maybe it's time to let AI take over that strike zone box, and instead of it just being the proper strike zone, we need that strike zone box on TV to manipulate and move based on what the umpire's calling. So that... I think that's a better way to move that box because that box being fixed doesn't take in the human effect. So I think the computers need to get a little more advanced or we need to accept the computers more and let them use all these analytics that are already in baseball to instead of the analytics and then say ball or strike, we're using analytics to guess what the, to show what the pitch is based on how it spins. I guarantee that someone can go through this and um, – monitor the umpire throughout the game and adjust the strike zone box that we all see to be based on the umpire. I was trying to look up the name of the umpire, but I do not see it. Here we go. Tom Halen. There's no reason that AI could not figure out what Tom was calling throughout the game and adjust it a little bit. So... I like it, Jared, saying maybe have a lighter yellow for the umpire strike zone. Something to show us so like we know, yeah, that's a ball, but this umpire tends to call it a strike. I think I think that's something where the TV broadcast could get a little better. Um, I gotta say the we're gonna, we got a lot to go over. We're, I'm going all over the place, so we're gonna end up 
going back as you guys point things out as I uh, calm down from the excitement. We're going to go over all of this again, I'm sure. But I got to also give it out there for the Oriole fans. It's it's. It's Yankee Stadium South on weekends in April when the Yankees are in town. We know all the New York fans come down. But the Oriole fans were loud tonight. And you could hear it on the TV. And not only on the TV, in the 11th, we saw it as Chapman had trouble with his earpiece, with the pitch com, because the crowd got too loud. I still don't understand why pitch com's an earpiece and not a watch. I don't understand why it's not something that he just looks at his wrist and can see. Because because of issues like that where you're hearing, I think of the quarterback when the crowd gets really loud and the quarterback's covering both of his ears to try to hear the coach. That's kind of what we were seeing Chapman today. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the Yankee fans, we heard some, let's go Yankee, Yankees. Let's go Yanks. We hear that. But the Oriole fans showed up and they stuck around for 11 innings on a Friday night in April. So you got to give that to the Oriole fans. Very positive, especially for a two and five team that was one and four into this. Um, and that has no prospects. Like they're not supposed to be good at all tonight. So you got to give that to the Oriole fans. Good job showing up. Good job celebrating. It's uh it's good Friday right now. If you, uh, Follow that, and I think it's a very good Friday in Baltimore. Very good Friday for the Orioles. A good Jackie Robinson day. Today was Jackie Robinson day. I appreciate what Major League Baseball does for Jackie Robinson day. I also find watching baseball games on Jackie Robinson day extremely frustrated. Because if I'm watching it out of the corner of my eye, or if I go to do something and come back, I can't tell who's where. Because everyone's wearing the number 42. And it's cool that everyone wears the number 42. But I don't know who's what because I do not know the faces of all of the Orioles yet. I kind of do. I'm getting there. But it makes it hard for me when it's Jackie Robinson Day. But that's not to take anything away from Jackie Robinson Day. I love that baseball does something to celebrate him. And 42s, all the 42s out there does look cool. It's just hard to... Uh, see, it's kind of like in football, how now that they've allowed uh, wide receivers and whoever wants to have lower numbers, suddenly it's harder to tell who the linemen are because they could have whatever number they want. All right, let's see. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's take a quick 20-second break so I can uh, compose myself, grab a drink, and then we'll go through my notes instead of just rattling off whatever I can think of off the top of my head. Alright, you guys see Aaron Boone get tossed immediately after the game ends while the Orioles are celebrating he gets tossed. Um, I don't know if he gets fined or something for being tossed after the game or why the ump would bother to toss him except he just wanted him off the field and out of his face. Uh, but the pitch zone was a mess for everyone tonight, so go ahead and throw your fit. The Yankees are clearly frustrated as an organization being 4-4 uh, four and four at this point. It is what it is. For the Orioles, it's a great win. All right, so let's see. Some of my notes for this game. Great start with Jordan Lyles. We discussed that already. Five and one innings. Um, then we go to Rips. It's still a problem. We talked about that. 
one for 15 today. The Orioles have to find a way to hit the ball. All preseason, we thought the offense would be okay. The um, pitching would struggle. And right now we're seeing the complete opposite. So I don't know what to take from that, except that this offense needs to start clicking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On all cylinders, everyone is struggling with runners in scoring position, and that's a major problem. I guess, uh, yeah, I wrote down one for 15 today. I guess getting a walk with runners in scoring position does not count, right? Let me see. Yep, it still says one for 15 on the stat sheet, so that walk did not count. Too bad, because that's how the game had to end. I... I, it really felt like the game had to end on a walk or a wild pitch because it seemed like the Orioles would never get a hit. I saw the joke going around on Twitter that, hey, now that it's extras, the Orioles would like to start our batter, our, our ghost runner on first base instead of second base because we suck so bad with runners in scoring position. All right, um, let's talk about a couple things. Let's talk about the bullpen. The bullpen's the story this year. I keep... It's hard not to walk away from this game and say the bullpen is what's keeping this team together. Um, 17 straight outs tonight. That's huge. We went over all that. But 17 straight outs while your offense did nothing for you. All right, the offense did get the tie and run in the seventh. Or, yeah, in the seventh, they got that one run that they needed. But one run. Jordan Lyles and then the bullpen, 17 straight guys knocked down. The bullpen, I can't stop talking about the bullpen. I'm going to be talking about it all weekend, I hope. I hope this continues because it's a lot of fun. Let's talk about the seventh inning where we scored our run. Mountcastle doubled, passed the ball, gets him to third base. Mateo takes a hit, and then he gets a hit. He tries to stretch it to a double. Gets thrown out at second base, but the game's tied. My question for you guys in the chat rooms, and uh, where you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whichever one you're on, here's the question: Should Mateo have stayed at first? Was it wrong to try to get for Mateo to try to stretch that to second? If he stayed at first, then uh, he could have stolen second, or he wouldn't really need to because Chirinos would have walked, which would have had him to moved him to second. Um. It's an interesting concept. I don't think it would have done any good. And I guess they thought maybe they would try to throw the ball home to keep the to keep the score, to keep the one-run lead. But they got him at second. I don't think it was a huge deal. But it's one of those interesting what-if statements. Would that have made a difference? Would that have kept us out of extra innings? 
my guess is if he yeah if he's at first James is saying if he's at first he's not in scoring positions which means we could have gotten another hit maybe or may, right or maybe there's a little more pressure so they don't walk the guy uh, they don't walk Torino's but to the rest and then the eighth inning we our eighth inning spoke so hard to our runners in scoring position problem as we left runners on second and third um the Orioles hitters have walked 33 times in seven games. It might be 34 now. I don't know if I wrote that down before or after the walk-off. But that's second best in the American League, just behind the Mariners. So it's funny where we've been talking about the Orioles can't hit the ball. They strike out a lot. But they're also getting walks. And to be second best in AL with walks is great. And it's good patience at the plate. So there's, that's something to be excited about on the batting side. But, or the offense side. Batting side sounds weird. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, so Jarrett's jumping in that he liked it. He liked that Mateo tried it. It was close. It was a perfect throw and tag. That's true. It was. And, and today seemed like the type of game where you needed things to go your way. And nothing did until that. I mean, well. All types of things got our way. Uh, besides our bullpen doing great, we had Rizzo running into the uh, running into the ball to get out. I mean, things went the Orioles' way, and that's what it takes to win games, especially when your team's not supposed to be good. This is ex- an exciting team. This is a team that no one's going to talk about right now. It's you and I talking about this team. No one else, because. What what does the common person over on ESPN look at? Two and five. Oh, the Orioles sucked. Or two and five. You and I have watched every game. We know how close they are to being uh, what five and two, or that really six and one. That Sunday outside that Sunday game. I mean, we know that this team is so close to a much better season because of this pitching staff. I keep waiting. I keep watching MLB.com. I keep hoping they'll adjust their pitching stats uh, to see where the Orioles are. And they adjusted something, and now it says we are 10th, which doesn't make sense. Um, Let's see. It says we're 2-5. and It says we've got the 10th pitching staff. I don't know. I'm not good at this stuff, so I don't know how to look at just the bullpen. Our bullpen's got to be the best. Whether they say it or not, our bullpen's got to be the best. Um, all right, so, but we got to talk about the story now that happened before the game. We got to talk about John Means and what John Means, losing John Means, <laughs> means for the Orioles. So I'll be right back and we'll talk about John Means and what he means to the Orioles. guys, do me a favor, and whatever site you're watching this show on, if you're listening to the podcast in your car, click share. If you uh, 
take a moment and go subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Head on over to the iTunes podcast app or Apple podcast app. Leave a rating and a review. That's the most popular podcast app. That's the podcast app where when people search Orioles, we want them to see Section 336 and Birdland Tonight up there at the top. So go ahead, give us five stars, write a little review. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about the post-game show. I love doing this, and I'm so excited that more and more people keep checking out the show, and I want to keep growing this. Yeah, Charlie, I know. I was having a little fun with that before, what John Means means to the Orioles. Uh, that's, um, it sounds like, I'll tell you, John Means means a lot to the Orioles. I don't know if I can get any more means on that. But he does mean a lot. Because let's look at the rotation without him. It's going to be Jordan Lyles. Who, all right, Jordan Lyles had a good outing tonight. But still, it's Jordan Lyles. It is uh, Tyler Wells. It would be Bruce Zimmerman. Spencer Watkins, and then who do we put now? Who's our fifth guy? Is it Alex Wells? Is it Keegan Aiken? Is it Michael Bowman? Um, we all know who we want it to be, but I don't think it's going to be the guys we want it to be. I found this quote out of all the news that came out. All right, so John means 10-day IL with a left elbow strain. The Orioles are also being very cautious and saying that um, it could be longer because they're still doing some more tests to figure it out. That, to me, <laughs> I don't know if I'm negative or what, but when I hear, oh, it could be longer, we got more tests, I tell myself, it's going to be longer. It's going to be longer than 10 days. And that sucks. It means we got Lyles, Wells, Zimmerman, Watkins. Then we've got Wells, Aiken, Bowman. But here's the quote that stood out to me and Brennan Hyde talking about this pregame and how he's going to fill this fifth slot. He, from Brandon Hyde, I think they're going to move the prospects up here when they're ready to move the prospects and not determine what our record is and what happens here with the major league roster. All right, so they asked Brandon Hyde, hey, we've got some really good Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. We've got some guys that could really fit into your rotation. And he, here's what I, I found very interesting about the quote. I think they're going to move prospects, not were. Not, I don't think we're going to move the prospects. He said they're going to move the prospects. So Brandon Hyde clearly has no say in when the prospects come up. Brandon Hyde is like you and I. He sees Grayson Rodriguez. He sees D.L. Hall in the minors. He wants them now. He doesn't get a say. He's waiting to see what they're going to do. And by they're, I assume he means Mike Elias and staff, what they're going to do, because it is not Brandon Hyde. And, and then he goes on with, and not determined by what our record is or what happens here with the Major League roster. So he's saying it doesn't matter if we win or lose. They're not going to bring them up right now. It doesn't matter if all my pitchers get hurt. They're not going to bring them up right now. So in other words, they've already told Brandon Hyde, hey, uh, I know you want these guys. They'll come up when they're ready, when we're ready for them, whether we're waiting for because of money and contract things, where we're waiting until their arms are ready. It's not your problem. These guys aren't coming up. Move on. Don't don't worry about it. And that's how Brandon Hyde's hand on it. And I um, obviously find it irritating because if the, but I also see this. The Orioles are what? What I say five and two. But I said that we were a few hits away from being six and one. If the Orioles are six and one, does that make a difference? With with wait, maybe we bring up Grayson Rodriguez now. Our bullpen's playing outstanding. We can't hit the ball, 
but we're still six and one. Well, I guess that if we were six and one, we were hitting the ball. Hey, we're playing on all cylinders. We're six and one. We just took two out of the Rays. We just swept the Brewers, and now we just beat the Yankees. Let's bring up Grayson Rodriguez. I don't think that makes a difference. Short sample size. So James is is poking in and saying that he disagrees with how I'm reading this. Elias just said last week that he considers Hyde an essential extension to their front office and that he's part of many of their discussions. James, I'm sorry. Brandon Hyde said there. I take that as Brandon Hyde is not in that decision. Do you think... Do you think Michael Elias came up to Brandon Hyde today and said, hey, I'm sorry you're losing John Means. Would you like Grayson Rodriguez? And Brandon Hyde said, no, he's not ready. No, wait till, wait till we control him another year. I don't think Hyde is much into this decision. Jared says, yeah, I think he was saying that as the media is going to bring him up. Yeah, the media is going to bring him up all the time because we're all bringing him up. We've been bringing him up since the whole preseason. Um, Chris Ellis started for Norfolk the day Means went down, so I bet he takes his starting point, his starting spot. Maybe. I haven't, I haven't seen Chris Ellis mentioned as an option. I guess that's a possibility. I'd have to look at his stats and see. I think I also would be tempted, if, if I was the Orioles, I would be extremely tempted to see what happens if we give uh, Brian Baker the ball longer. I mean... Perez is doing pretty good in like that closer role. So maybe Baker. Can I stretch Baker out? Can I stretch Tate out? I mean, these guys have shown really good in this in the bullpen. Is it because we're keeping them limited to one, two innings? Or can I stretch these guys out? I'd be interested to see that. I think that's why you're talking hearing Alex Wells, Keegan Aiken, Michael Bowman as guys that can be stretched out and maybe get that start. It's going to be hard to do the piggyback type starts that they've talked about. And or bullpen games when your bullpen is needed all the time. Jared thinks Grayson will be up in mid-May. I agree with that. That seems to make the most sense. Um, and I don't think it matters what the Orioles are doing. I agree with that statement of Brandon Hyde. It, he'll be up when he's ready. He'll be up when they real when they say, you know what? He's not learning anything else more in AAA. We passed the point of the whole contract. We get the extra year. We have the control of him, and then they'll bring him up. But there's going to be a mean start before then. And it's going to be Wells, Aiken, Bowman, or maybe Chris Ellis, as James was saying. So, but that's, that's something to watch. Let's see. We got the Yankees in town again tomorrow. I hope Birdland shows up like they did today. It's another 7.05 game. We got Taylion for the Yankees. Versus Wells for the Orioles. Now, Wells had a horrible outing on Sunday. Wells is the guy who got completely blown up. Let's see if I can pull up his. I hate this app sometimes. Trying to use the MLB app. So, let's pull up Wells. He has a 21.6 ERA in 1.2 innings pitched. So, what does that mean? That means that he pitched 1.2 innings and he gave up four runs. That was an ugly game on Sunday. Wells has to do better. And and he's going up against the New York Yankees. And he's going up on the New York Yankees who are pretty pissed at tonight's loss. So, tail on versus Wells. 7.05 tomorrow. Birdland tonight will be back. 
We're going to keep this thing going. Now, I'll tell you, next week, after this Yankee series, we head out to Oakland for some 940 games. And then we go to L.A. for some 940 games. Those are going to be some uh, fun games for for Birdland tonight. We'll see how that goes. But I will be with you all weekend. So, all right, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for keeping me up on the chat. Thanks for keeping things going. Jarrett, Charlie, James, Pocket Watch, Aiken. You guys, I feel like a lot of you guys have been there every night. I know Pocket Watch is there all the time. James is always there. Guys, keep keep checking the show out. Keep telling your friends. Remember, at Birdland Sports on everything. Pocket Watch, a 2 a.m. Birdland tonight. Sounds fun. Not sure if it's going to be with me. Maybe we'll do a little pregame talk. Maybe that's the way that we'll handle Birdland tonight this week. Either way, we will keep it going. See you guys tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.